It's the Power Hour LSU podcast. Let's go! LSU to the SEC championship game. Uh, But oh my goodness. Are we in for a rude awakening? I think from an overview... Uh, what I would say is a very mature team. This is made up of fifth-year seniors. There's there's a number of sixth-year players on this team. So this is a mature veteran football team um, that has a very good offensive structure. That was obviously Brian Kelly, but he wasn't referencing Georgia, who we will, of course, be playing in a few weeks in the SEC championship game, and your boy is getting to go. So... I'd love to meet up with you at the game. And, of course, that is not Brian Kelly talking about our last SEC opponent because it couldn't be Texas A&M. They are the most immature, youngest team with the worst offensive structure maybe in all of college football. That, of course, is Brian Kelly talking about the upcoming game versus the UAB Blazers. Now, I want to ask you an honest question. Wherever you are right now, whether you're listening to this on the way to work or if you're listening to this during a workout, I want you to clear your mind and answer this as honestly as you possibly can. Did you already chalk this game up as a win? Because I did. Don't worry. If you already did, I did as well. Because just at a glance, I looked at UAB and I was like, okay, this is a five-loss, non-power five team, right? And LSU is your SEC West champions, right? But I made an admission on Tuesday night's live stream that, look, I had not studied UAB, and I had not done my advanced scouting report, which is something that I do on our Patreon page. Once again, patreon.com slash LSU football. That gets you access to a private Discord where you get picks and private one-on-one Zoom calls with yours truly. Um, Once again, that's patreon.com slash LSU football. And I shared this in our advanced scouting report. This is a very good football team. So today, I'm going to give you three keys and a few bonus uh, keys as to why this game could get a little squirrely on Saturday night in Death Valley. Now, I hope you guys leave a five-star review. Check out the heartbeat of this channel, which is the YouTube channel where we do film breakdowns, live streams, all the good stuff. That obviously is Power Hour LSU on YouTube. And I'm actually going to, uh, before I give these three keys, give you a trivia question, and I will reveal the answer at the end of the episode. LSU and UAB actually have history. Can you guess the all-time leader, all-time leader, can you guess the leader in this series between LSU and UAB? And I will reveal a very interesting answer at the end of today's episode. Now, point number one here about UAB is that, yes, they are a five-loss team, but as you guys know, if you are new or if you've known me for a uh, a few years now covering LSU, I like nuance. I'm not really a black-and-white kind of guy. I think college football in particular is a sport full of grayness, right? We only have so many games, and you know you hear the idiom all the time, you are what your record says you are. I actually don't truly believe that. I feel like there's context that needs to be added to each and every situation. And a lot like 
LSU, they have a first-year head coach who isn't as experienced, but still, Brian Kelly had a lot of good things to say about him, and Brian Vincent is the, uh, the young man's name. He also had a lot of good things to say about Harold Perkins. That kind of gave me chills, but truth be told, um, you know, this is a team that, that was trying to figure itself out early, but at the same time, this was also a team that was experienced, right? Vincent was the offensive coordinator before taking over at UAB, so he was at least familiar, but still, a first-year head coach is going to have some shaky mistakes, right? And the one thing that stood out to me about all UAB's losses is that they were all by one possession or less, okay? So, that tells me that this team has been unlucky. So uh, this is kind of a new concept. K Ford Ratings on Twitter does a really good job of covering this. But one possession games are weird, right? Oftentimes, the ball needs to bounce your way for you to win close games. So UAB, while they are a 5-5 five and five team, they're 0-5 in one possession games. And all five of their wins have been by... Well, more than one possession. So they have dominated some teams this year, while at the same time, of course, being 0-5. And And a big reason why they dominated is because of what they have on offense. Obviously, a quarterback, Dylan Hopkins, is their guy, but they have a really good backup, Jacob Zeno, who's filled in for him uh, for, for some games this year. But the story is the running back, Dwayne McBride. He is the second leading rusher in all of college football, number 22. But something to keep an eye out for is their backup, number one, Jermaine Brown Jr., is also a really, really solid player. Now, some of you are probably familiar with their best receiver, Trey Shropshire. I'm not even saying his name correctly. <laughs> Trey Shropshire from Zachary, Louisiana. Very talented player, number 11. And Tejon Palmer, number 19, is also solid. And defensively, they do have a defensive tackle, 315-pounder named Fish McWilliams. <laughs> but yes, overall, defensively, they're a pretty solid team as well. But as many of you know, the offensive side of the football is the more important side of the football. So when you actually look at UAB overall, they're really good when you look at one statistic. And it's one very simple statistic that I look at for every team, and that is yard per play. Okay, so before we get to point number two, I want to run through the yard per play offensive data uh, for UAB really quickly. Okay, so so far this year, they are third in conference USA in overall yard per play at 6.80. Okay, and they are first in the conference USA, which makes sense in yards per Per rush 5.8 well if you got one of the best running backs in the sport and a really good backup that's where you are going to be right but what's interesting is their yards per pass attempt is also really good at 8.6 so that means they're efficient at getting the football down the field and getting explosive plays as well so you know normally when you see a team that is five and five you just think okay well they have a really, really good offense and a bad defense. 
But their yard per play on defense is actually better than their yard per play on offense. Total defense, they're first in the Conference USA at 5.07. They're first in the Conference USA in yards per pass attempt at 6.0. And in yards per rush, they are third in the Conference USA at 4.30 yards per rush given up. So the simple truth is this. Yes, they are a 5-5 five and five team, but college football's a wacky sport, and this is a team that has, quite frankly, been really good offensively and, for the most part, really good defensively in a lot of games. Now, they have had untimely turnover issues. They have lost 10 fumbles, including one in a road loss versus Liberty. And remember, Liberty's a good team. They just beat Arkansas, a team that we struggled to beat this past weekend. So, you know, obviously that's some transitive property for you, but you look at most of the games that UAB's lost, a lot of them have been on the road. Four out of the five losses they have lost have been on the road. So most of their success has come at home, but obviously they have been looking forward to this game in Tiger Stadium probably all year long. And obviously the yard per play data for some Conference USC teams are going to be lower because they have probably played Power 5 competition. This is UAB's first Power 5 game on the schedule. So maybe just maybe UAB has not just faced anybody truly elite with the thoroughbreds and five-star recruits that LSU has at their service. So maybe just maybe this UAB team is just overvalued because we just haven't seen them play somebody that is truly, truly, truly elite. But what I will tell you is that this is definitely an older and more experienced team. And that leads me in to point number two. Okay. This is the first non-Power 5 team that LSU has played this year that has not been abysmal, right? So every year in the modern game, and this is probably going to change in the upcoming uh, years, you play three non-conference, non-Power 5 teams and one non-conference Power 5 team. And of course, that was Florida State to start the year. But it's very important to bring up that in LSU's two other games versus non-Power 5 teams, they played probably up to this point the softest non-conference teams that you could possibly face. You played an FCS opponent in Southern. They're not that good. They're 6-4. and four. All four of their losses are by double digits. And as many of you remember, we were leading that game 37-0 to after the first quarter. And a lot of that was because Southern just gave the game away, right? Um, we would have probably blown them out anyway, but fumbled kickoff, easy pick six here, bad defensive effort here. The truth is Southern was really bad. But one thing I think really hurt LSU was that New Mexico was really bad. They are 2-8 and eight this year. All eight of their losses are by double digits, and they are flat out abysmal. And like I said at the time of that game, I would have loved for New Mexico to be somewhat competitive, right? Now, once again, this is a young and it's not the deepest LSU team. And something else to keep in mind, it's not every year that LSU plays a non-Power 5 non-conference game this late 
in the schedule. Now, last year they did play one versus ULM. They didn't obviously do it in 2020. They didn't have a late one in 2019 either. So this is obviously something that is very obscure, playing a non-conference game this late. Now, most teams normally have one of these run and wins scheduled um, this late in the year. I just wish it wasn't such a tough and hungry opponent, an experienced opponent just like UAB. Because as much of a letdown spot we thought Arkansas was going to be, you can argue that this is going to be even more of a letdown spot for LSU in that we have already crowned them the SEC West champions. And just by going to Atlanta in year one, we have already exceeded our expectations. It's going to be very important, and obviously Brian Kelly has done a really good job coaching this team and getting them focused to get them to understand that there's not going to be a college football playoff opportunity every year at LSU, and we really do need to seize this opportunity, even though obviously next year, 2023 schedule does set up pretty nicely. So point number two is LSU has yet to play a really, really good non-Power 5 conference or non-conference game up to this point. Now, that doesn't mean that LSU is just going to look over UAB. Obviously, Brian Kelly's done a really good job coaching this team, but this does lead us into point number three here. And honestly, it's just a little bit of harsh truth. Is this LSU offense good enough to just wipe the floor with an inferior opponent. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, you take a look at the point spread. It's 14 and a half. And I am, look, I'm not a superstar film analyst that coached at an extremely high level or played at a high level, or I'm also not an analytic ace by any stretch of the imagination. But what I will tell you is, is when I look at LSU and put together some of the numbers that I put together and look at some of the film studies um, that I've done over the course of the year, this offense is still very flawed. And the reason why I brought up the New Mexico and the Southern game was that those were the only two games where LSU from start to finish just blew somebody out, right? And those two teams aren't good at all, right? New Mexico is now 2-8, and eight, and they have lost all eight games by double digits, so they have just gotten blown out. And the same thing is true for Southern. They're 6-4 and four at the FCS level with four losses, um, all of which by double digits, right? So UAB is a far better team than those teams, and I would guess that they're probably closer to the Power 5 teams that LSU has played than they are to the flat-out abysmal teams that LSU played in the non-conference slate. And remember, um, I am a sucker for yard-per-play data that does give you a more efficient uh, view of how an offense performs. LSU, of course, as we brought up earlier this week, only has a yard per play number of roughly 5.4 if you adjust for Power 5 competition. But honestly, offensively, there have only been four games LSU has averaged at least six yards per play. And once again, that number we want is 6.2 or better. 
Of course, two of those games, Southern and New Mexico, 7.9 each. That's obviously a really good offensive showing. But Florida at 7.5 was our only other game over 7. And uh, Ole Miss at 6.6 was our only other game over 6. Our next two best outputs is 5.6 and 5.6. Um, one of those versus Mississippi State. And that number is actually a little bit worse. Our offense was really bad, and Mississippi State on the back end of a back-to-back road game. Um, Their defense tired out, and we had some explosive plays there at the end. That kind of blew that thing open. And look, 5.6 versus a defense as good as Alabama's is actually pretty, pretty, pretty good. But at the same time, you take a look at, you know, Alabama's defense as a whole. Um, You look at the yard per play numbers for LSU – that was honestly the second best game that Alabama has given up this year. So I would consider that a really good offensive performance. But Florida State at 5.4. Once again, they got into the prevent defense, which obviously helped out our numbers there. And then Tennessee, Arkansas, and Auburn, 4.9, 4.3, and 3.6. So look, when you look at a 14.5 point spread, First off, that is a little bit alarming that the guys out west that get paid a lot of money to get this right only has this point spread at 14 and a half. I'm guessing if a Tennessee or a Georgia was in the spot, the point spread would be in the 20s. It is a little alarming that it's only 14 and a half. I look at someone that I respect a lot, Parker at Stats of War. His predictive model has LSU only has a 12 point favorite. It's very, very, very interesting now once again all these models and vegas spreads don't necessarily mean that's how the game is going to play out but when you have an offense that has sputtered as much as lsu's offense is sputtered and they don't just go out there and blow teams out really only florida and the second half of Ole miss is where you could point and say the lsu offense looks like a top 20 offense in all of college football and of course you know the Alabama game there were some timely plays there the truth though is in standard time in like the first second and third quarter of games it, it, it's been rough overall for LSU's offense and once again we went through those yard per play numbers you look at UAB They've only had one game out of their 10 where they've averaged less than six yards per play. And that was a loss versus Rice, where they only lost by four. And once again, their defense, their yard per play numbers are also very solid. So you have a more experienced team on the other sideline. You have a team that has been better, uh, way better than the other two non-Power 5 teams that we played. I would say that UAB's offense is better than the Arkansas offense with their backup quarterbacks last week. This is a very tough spot for LSU. And, you know, you would like to see a better passing attack. Something that was concerning earlier uh, in that game versus Arkansas is that we were able to establish a good running game, but... Still, uh, you would like to see more vertical shots. And if you go back and look at our film study, you will see a lot of vertical shots that could have been made, whether it be pass protection issues or a drop or Jaden not actually ripping it. We we, we had some shots versus Arkansas. So hopefully we see another uh, Jaden Daniels performance versus New Mexico in the spot. But 
we shall see what happens. I'm going to be honest with you. This game does concern me. Look, I hope I'm totally wrong about this. I hope LSU blows the breaks off of UAB. I do think how LSU wins these past couple of games will definitely help. Uh, excuse me, I say past next couple of games. I think it will help their playoff resume, how they look in this spot. But the simple truth is if LSU wins out these um, next three games, they will probably be in the college football playoff. We hope to see a better vertical passing attack versus UAB this Saturday. Now, let me know what your score prediction is. I am actually going to go with LSU 27, UAB 16. It's going to have a feel of the ULM game from last year. Now, once again, before we get the one final nugget, which is actually going to be the answer to our trivia question... Hope you leave a five-star review of this podcast. Come by, check out a live stream, right? And look, while I am saying here that I, I think LSU might have some issues with UAB, I hope we win. I hope we really do blow the absolute breaks off of them. Now, the all-time series between LSU, they've only played twice versus UAB. They won one of them, a... Uh, just an all-out beatdown of UAB. Zach Meckenberger threw for five tutties. Three to Odell, two to Jarvis. Uh, back in 2013. And then you got to go all the way back to the year 2000. The last time LSU played UAB. They lost in Tiger Stadium. The first year of the Nick Saban regime. And, you know, that team was very talented, right? It wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but it was talented, right? It was Ryan Clark, um, Brady, uh, what was it, Trev Falk, Brady James, I believe, was on that team. Uh, I could pull it up here. LeBrandon Tofield, Dominic Davis, Josh Reed. So, yeah, I mean, UAB beat a team with a ton of talent. Josh Booty was a quarterback. Very, very interesting. So that was year one of, of the Saban regime. Very, very interesting. So hopefully Brian Kelly doesn't lose in year one to this UAB team at home. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. Live streams Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, pregame, halftime, postgame. Hope you guys enjoy the final home game of the season. Shout out to um, the close to 20 seniors that will be honored on Senior Day. Very interesting on Saturday. It is power hour LSU. Bam. And tonight. Oh, yeah, we're doing some chicken stir fry. Let's go.